Thank you for tuning in to today's full episode of the Breaking Changes podcast. I'm your host and chief evangelist for Postman, Ken Lane. With Breaking Changes, we explore specific topics from the world of APIs, but through the lens of business and engineering leadership. Joining me today, we have Shadi Fala, Director of Digital Technology and Delivery Platform at 7-Eleven. Shadi shared with me how the retail chain was able to rapidly adapt to the customer needs during the pandemic by using their API-first strategy to navigate the complex regulatory landscape that exists across the 50 United States. I like starting with the basics. Who are you and what do you do? Uh, my name is Shadi Fala, uh, Director of Technology at uh, 7-Eleven. I think most of our audience are familiar with what 7-Eleven does. As a convenience store across the globe, at 7-Eleven, I'm leading the delivery program. So 7-Eleven stepped into the online platform and the delivery program in 2018. And my team and myself, we built this platform from scratch as part of our digital transformation in uh, 2018. And it's growing uh, and it's been a great journey with 7-Eleven to build this platform and modernization. Yes. Wow. Uh, thank you so much for being here. 7-Eleven is not a tech company. So why? what are you doing on an API podcast conversation? <laughs> That's always is like the important questions. Uh, I get this conversation. I get this question a lot because when I started at 7-Eleven, 7-Eleven wasn't a big part of the tech industry even even in retail so but we had a big strategy of making 7-eleven to run as a tech company we had a strategy of think this is a tech company and we are going to build everything in-house and digitally transform and we did it we move away with all of the legacy system migration to the cloud and of course build on the modern tech stack and of course, as part of it, you cannot get away with the API. So you have to step into the API games to make your platform agile and dynamic and be able to uh, compete with the other platform, integration with the other platform. And that's how we did it. The strategy has changed for 7-Eleven to act like a tech company. Big investment happened in 2018 late 2017 and 2018 and we are continuing so to grow in the technology industry yeah this is the the awakening i'm seeing happen across almost every business sector at least for those who want to remain competitive and want to lead in their industries they're they're waking up to this so talk to me about what triggered this in 2017-18 was this was this you and your team going to leadership and convincing them? Is it leadership just waking up all of a sudden? What's what 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 was that 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 beginning look like? Uh, in 2016, uh, early 2017, there was a big change of a strategy of the 7-Eleven that how are they going to grow in this industry as a retail company and as a need of it. Uh, definitely move away from the legacy system and a step into the digital transformation, uh, modern tech stack. So there was a big need of growing business, but for growing the business, you need to make sure your foundation can support it. 
So we still have some retail across the globe and, and of course, the U.S. that they are still not getting to admit the need of these transformations to remain in this competitive market. But 7-Eleven was right on time to get to this uh, changes. We had uh, three years of the digital transformation strategy and the delivery program was uh, one of the main products of these digital transformations. So my team and myself, we were part of the first group of stepping to the digital transformation and build our platform based on the new technology, newer tech stack, and uh, try to guide the other team across 7-Eleven to kind of come to our world. We built some of our shared services so that we could build new products on top of it so that uh, we can get to those details later. Yeah. So one of the most common things I see in the API space is around 2016, 17, more mainstream companies are waking up to the fact that they everything you just told us. They begin with these very IT-led initiatives and build technical APIs that follow all the technical kind of uh, ideology that exists in the space. You build them rest and you do these things. But I heard you say, I think you said about six or seven times there, products. So what what does what's the difference between a technical implementation of an API and a and a product perspective of of delivering APIs? When we started building our strategy, the big part of my thoughts and my team as well, API is just not the service. It's just not the support for the clients, the applications. We are looking at API as a product because for having these shared APIs or shared services within the company or even integration with the third parties, you build a product that can be used with the different clients. So initially, I think um, in 2014 or maybe around that time, when you were working on the, any communication between the applications and the server, you were always looking at one-to-one. There was no concept of you will have an API that can work with multiple applications. There is no one-to-one. It's always, it can be a plug and play. So that's what we were trying to build, a plug and play model with the configurable APIs. So maybe it would be interesting for you as part of my organization, on top of all of the clients' teams that we have, so you have multiple applications and so on, we have one of my biggest teams as a product team with its own roadmap, with its own strategy, is the API. So these team, all API engineers, the full roadmap for the API, and one of our biggest investments as part of the delivery program because we build many services, many shared API that is being used by other applications across 7-Eleven. We were able to build more features for our users, our customer, because of these shared services. And we were able to integrate with our third party, with our API, 
fast, agile, without actually even needs to have the clients involved or having any changes on the client side. So my main focus was during all of this time that we want to be heavy on the back end and API side and more lightweight applications that would give us more flexibility to serve the customer, serve the users where they need and respond to their demand by capabilities that APIs provide to us and give us these uh, ability to build more features in a uh, more speed and a fast environment. So you you've been heavily talking about m- multiple applications and and mobile app mobile has been a big driver in in waking up mainstream businesses to the need to have a, have have these these APIs available. And and then you lightly touch on, but I'm assuming this this agility and flexibility and velocity goes beyond just web mobile apps. This is for partnerships as well, too. Yes. So as part of the delivery program, we have the application that named uh, Seven Now. So Seven Now is the name of our program. It's a delivery pro- a platform. So we work with the partners. So we work with the driver fleet and so on. So for plugging all of these uh, drivers network, all of these partners, all of these marketplaces, we needed to open our APIs to the partners so that they can integrate with us. I recall initially our first partner took us two months to build it, to build that integration. But after we were done, right now we onboard each partners within a week or two weeks at the most because we built our plug and play model with the API integration. So uh, integrating with partners is a big portion of our work here. And also within 7-Eleven, 7Now is not only digital product that we have, we have other product loyalty, self-checkout, and some of our APIs are being used by the other applications across 7-Eleven for serving our customers. And these shared services, they all took uh, talk to our main backend system without actually need of the change there because you already have these model of shared services that they can be used with multiple clients and there is no need to have consider all of the changes that needs to come, for example, as a retail organization, a POS that needs to support those. So what does what does quality look like across this? How do you ensure that th- that these services are reliable, not just for your applications, but for your partner applications? Uh, that's a good question <laughs> because when you are looking at a broad organization and you are trying to support your shirt, you're trying to support uh, these shirt services across multiple clients. Uh, that could get challenging, but we were able to create this process with the help of the product management of having this roadmap for only the API. And then the roadmap of the API indicates what are the changes is going to come. So this center of the APIs drive multiple applications. So if there are going to be any uh, needs uh, that this center team needs to provide for these uh, clients, they all come to this core team and the core team is distributed to all of the applications so that we can have a control over the quality, uh, the performance of these 
each of the applications and make sure by making the make providing the support for one application we are not going to have any impact the others so by holding all of them in one place give us the full control yeah you just you, you know where all your APIs are. You, you, you have the discovery, you have the control over them, the quality levels, you can secure them. So it gives you this agility and, and, and this certain level of velocity with delivering applications, delivering what your partner needs. What else does this, this agility bring as far as, I mean, digital transformation, but business transformation? Are there competitive? Are you able to, to respond to market needs faster than your competitors? Are you able to address regulatory concerns in any way? What are what are some of the other benefits of being API first in this way? Yeah, exactly. The API's flexibility that Agility gave us, it's phenomenal because as an example, we, we deliver alcohol. And that was one of the uh, biggest uh, and important features that uh, when we launched came to the market because uh, we were one of the early providers of the uh, alcohol delivery. And you can imagine for delivering the alcohol, all of the regulations across the nations, all of the following, all of the um, wet, dry canning based on the location of the users, uh, based on the hours and all of it. So it can get pretty complicated, but we were able to build our alcohol API, that our alcohol API received the feed of all of these regulations constantly, received the feed of the location, the type of the location that the user is trying to place an order, the hours. So, and then the algorithm that we have identified based on the location, based on the time, based on the regulation of that location, can be delivered to this user or not. But if we did not have an API to support this on this model, all of these would have been manual process for us to identify, can we, can we deliver to this user or not? It would be impossible for us to kind of just build this algorithm to deliver and serve, provide a service to our customer uh, based on the need, something we are really proud of it, that we were able to build this in 2018. And many of our competitors stepped to this market, but um, the time we were trying to <laughs> crack the code on this one, we were on the kind of just early programmers in this field. It saved us a lot of time, saved us a lot of money. Also, Responding to the customer demands, responding to the customer is a, is a main thing that APIs provide for us. When COVID hit, we were seeing the demand of the customer. They don't want to talk to the driver. They don't want to have any interaction with the drivers. And I recall we were like few days left to get to the full lockdown in Texas. And we saw, okay, we have to do something we were able to uh, enable a feature for our user to demand if they don't want to have any interaction with the users and they want to have a contactless delivery. We were able to roll that out in a few days because we were driven by APIs. We were uh, heavily focused on our backend and a lot of our features are configurable and flexible on the backend so that we can 
enable the features that we we need to have, even the temporary features across our applications and across the multiple platform that we are supporting. So I cannot stress how much and how impactful the role of the APIs in our platform. And I understand that 7-Eleven doesn't look like to be a big users of the APIs that we are not tech industry, but we are actually, our platform, our backend is driven fully by APIs and uh, after our digital transformation. Yeah. So do you feel like, I mean, that, that regulatory, navigating the regulatory landscape of 50 United States, well, not so united sometimes these days, it feels like, but the, those regulatory needs are, are difficult. And then you mentioned the county level too, that, that level of granularity, that's a lot of work. So uh, good job to your team for, for learning that and, and, and applying it. And then in COVID, in a COVID world on top of it. I have an amazing team that I cannot say how talented and how proud I am to be part of it because this team are looking at to how can be more innovative every day, looking at to see how they can take advantage of the new technology, how we can stay on top of our game by using the latest technology, latest features that are coming out on the cloud environment. So it's been an amazing journey and it's been amazing to be part of this team. Yeah, I think that type of innovation is what every company is looking for right now. But you've been through this digital transformation. You're realizing the potential of being API first. Are you going to have in 10 years a bunch of, of legacy technical debt that that has to be dealt with again? Or is this going to allow you to evolve in a way that that won't happen again? Definitely, we don't want that to happen again. So that's why in our strategy, we have these are constantly keeping up with our tech debt. So that, as I mentioned, we want to make sure we are stay on top of the technology transformation and technology movement because a lot of features we built in 2018, they're right now, they're like too old. We have to, again, make sure that we uh, enhance them. And that's something we are constantly working on it. We have a great support in our senior leadership that, yes, even though we are retail, think about your tech company. So we want to invest on our transformation. We want to make sure five years from now, we are not going to become, again, old school. And that's the path we are taking. That's the path we are making sure we are constantly reviewing our architecture. We are constantly updating our architectures and working with the big uh, partners to what are our needs. So we, we were able to influence uh, roadmaps of the, some of the big cloud providers of, okay, these are our needs and we need you to support us. And I think that is important even for big cloud providers to understand they are retail company coming to the business. They're coming to these industries. So they have a different needs. They have a different requirement. So we see the changes in that area as well. So they're trying to listen. They're trying to understand our goal and our requirements and provide those services for us so that we don't end up to uh, stay behind 
of the speed of the technology movement and uh, we can keep up with it. Yeah, so important. Do you feel like your team now has the space to to properly innovate? Like they don't feel as pressured and, and putting out fires and other things that they're actually able to stay in tune with the latest technologies and experiment and, and feel like they have that, that freedom? I need to be honest, the fire is always there, especially yeah. if you're <laughs> running a 24-7 platform. So there's no way you can get away from the fires. But... <laughs> Uh, we try to make sure uh, we keep some velocity and some bandwidth of our roadmap on. We are an agile platform and we are doing Scrum. So we are making sure each sprint, we are picking up some of our tech that work so we can keep up with it. Because if we don't constantly work on it, it's going to pile up. And the fire is always going to take priorities. So we are trying to make sure, keep our roadmap, a technology roadmap separate. And as part of the technology roadmap, our strategy, uh, we set up some goals and target for each quarter. And that's how we can kind of just keep up with it. If I want to be honest, in a business, and if you're not in the tech company, a lot of time priority is going to be more on the business side, on, on what you can deliver to the PNL, but we are making sure this is not going to be the only goals for a team. So definitely supporting the business, uh, the business demand as priority, but hand in hand supporting the technology and make sure we are keep moving with the speed of the technology movement, with the growth of we are in. So before COVID happened, I, I'm not saying we were not, we were unknown, but definitely after the COVID, 7 now became one of the pretty known platform in the delivery market. So for us to make sure we have a proper support for our users, that they are growing every day, we need to make sure we have a scalable, stable platform to uh, support this demand. And that is, of course, on the client side, on the application, on the support tools that we built. And the main will be our backends and our APIs platform. Yeah, it sounds like, I mean, would you say that the APIs play the role? And I mean, tech loves new startups and they they seem to want to punish older incumbents older companies are not as attractive and so i mean against what is it like drizzly or other delivery apps grubhub things like that i mean do you think apis in this relationship and by responding so rapidly to your users is what's is what enabled your ability to keep up and, and remain competitive against these this new breed of startups Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we are able to onboard partners right now within a week. We are able to enable uh, autonomous delivery that that startup is fully based on the latest technology. So if we were not APIs driven, we would not have not able to keep up with this demand. And the integration with our partners, it's a key elements in our business because uh, we have our marketplace partners and we have our driver fleet. So for both of these platforms, 
our only uh, integrations that we have is through our APIs. So if we did not have a strong API platform, if we did not have a strong backend to support this integration and bring the agility, and it would take months for us to onboard a partner, I didn't think we would be successful because yeah. uh, the demand and the speed of this environment is way dynamic. So for us to keep up with it, API is playing a big role. Yeah, so what you just said, it sounds like it's not just APIs powering 7-Eleven directly to innovate and, and deliver the next level of services, you're able to immediately partner with any startups that come along. So it's not just, oh, these new startups are competition and we need to outcompete with them. You can do that. But you also play nicely with them as well and are able to actually let them use the 7-Eleven ecosystem. Yes, we onboard um, our competitors to our system. So we let them to use 7-Eleven instead of PR competitors. So they become part of our ecosystem. So yeah. um, imagine if you want to order your favorite food, but you still have cigarettes or something that you want to get from your convenience store across the street. So that all of our partners, they can do it for you. So we have this capability for them to combine their demands and their, their customer needs with 7-Eleven because 7-Eleven play a big role in the convenience market. And that's, it's important because it's everywhere. And uh, yeah. I think in the latest evaluation I read that we are around within a mile with more than 50% of the U.S. population. And that was before our acquisition with the Speedway. So imagine these stores that they can support the customers and our partners that they can use these stores to grab whatever the customer needs from the convenience. If, if you want a milk for your child and you want to order your pasta, you can have it. So a lot of our partners and our sort of competitors they are willing to integrate with 7-Eleven because of their, the variety of the items we provide to our users and their users. And of course, on top of it, alcohol is playing a big role here to deliver yeah. alcohol for our users. And in the um, pandemic, we had more than 400 times alcohol ordering. So I guess that would yeah. show the customer demands on it. Yeah, alcohol is a pretty fundamental aspect of society, but also in, in during the pandemic, I think uh, even more so. And companies like Amazon have always, you know, they disrupted lots of lots of retail bookstores by being this virtual powerhouse. And they're one of the original API first stories uh, the, that you hear out there. But they're eyeballing and doing retail now and delivery on their own. You know, they bought Whole Foods. So clearly retail is a pretty fundamental part of this. You can't just win by being virtual virtual alone. So do you feel like this combo that, that your, your retail brick and mortar presence plus your API first is the winning, winning combination? It's definitely a winning combination because we brought the agility so we can respond to our customer demand uh, with the platform we built. And also we have these 
stores that they play like a warehouse, but they're all around the U.S. So the 7-Eleven customers, definitely there are different. And if you have orders from a convenience, you're looking at the different type of needs versus if you're ordering from a company like Amazon's as a retail. Definitely Amazon is one of the heading, like ahead of technology and uh, they have been in the API's uh, business for a while. But the capability that we built and the foundation we built allow us to stay on top of these competition. I don't see this big players coming to this market uh, would slow us down because the foundation that we have would allow us to move fast as them. I don't see that 7-Eleven would kind of just push away with this because of the big players. I think 7-Eleven is a big player in this market for the delivery demand. And with the capability that we have, if, if it was 10 years ago, if we did not go through this, so maybe we could have not respond and we could have not compete with the other retails that they actually transform, that they are agile enough with the use of the APIs. But now that we are in it and we were able to provide that to our customers and we are trying to stay on top of it, keep constantly, modify it, constantly transform to respond with all of the technology changes uh, and use the new services are constantly coming to the picture. I think it would kind of give us a lift to move faster than before. Yeah. Another thing I'm always, I talk to a lot of people in the API space. So I hear, and and I'm a storyteller, so I hear lots of words and phrases. And one thing, and I pick things out to understand where people are at in their API journey. And one of the ways companies or we in this API space have described APIs over the last decade is about resources. So REST API design is RESTful uh, 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 resource expressions of images, contacts. And that's a very, that's been very powerful. That's had a, a big effect, but I keep hearing you say capabilities, capabilities. So it sounds like it's much more than just, oh, I can get a digital resource. It's actually that next generation of that, I need to do something with that resource or make something happen that's of value to business. It's not just about having our backend databases expressed as as digital resources. It's much more than that. Yeah. Let me give you an example. So with this capability, as I mentioned, we are able to drive business to prompt different products for our customers. If you are a user and you're using our application in the morning, we are gonna show you the breakfast item based on your location, based on uh, the area that you're in. And we have the algorithm to see what have you searched before, what are your preference within the application. So we are prompting different products. Or if there's a new product that's coming to your area, we encourage you to try it. And then if you're coming back on the late night, we are offering you a late night snack. We could have not done this. We could have not promoted different items to our user if we were not driven by the APIs. We could have not constantly shuffle our item and categories to our users if we were not 
using APIs. And that's something uh, serve our business. Uh, in our, a lot of time we are trying new items just for the specific users because we want to hear feedback. And that's drive by our APIs because that's the one we are enabling that, okay, this is a test item. Do you want to be a part of it? We can have you try this new big pizza for us, for example. These are kind of just capabilities that we are taking advantage by using APIs uh, and also knowing our customers and how we can serve them, try new items in a different market. So you have, if you have, for example, storms, a winter storm running in New York and we are offering them hot coffee, people in California, they don't care about the hot coffee in the morning. They want ice cold. So that's like, we, if we want to run off or in a East Coast versus West Coast, we can. We can have a different, fully different type of promotion based on their location, based on the weather you are in, uh, based on your season. So these type of things, they all coming because of the API. And I think the beauty of it, that's how I look at it. APIs for us is just not a technical concept that our business partners are not, they don't like to hear it. We were able to educate them. All of the cool things you would like to do, it's because of this. If you want to run the promotions, this is the one that's actually helping you. So combining this with actually bring the business value, drive sales, make the retail company excited. So that's how they get more engaged. They more invest on it that, uh, yes, uh, modern technology, APIs, investing on it is actually driving value. It's not like, oh, okay, it's an IT thing. We have to focus on the sales. But this is actually driving sales for you. It's actually adding value to the business. And I think that's beautiful to get all of these together and look at the one picture. Yeah, so it's not just... It's not just about the direct, oh, we have APIs available and, and, and here's what's for sale. And you can have that in mobile apps and partners. It's also the fact that you're API first and you're so agile that you're able to respond to these and the feedback loop that exists there. So not only are you able to respond to new market uh, situations, things that the customers are needing, but you're able to validate, yes, people want that or not and, and try new things out because so it's not just agile doing APIs. It's because you're agile doing APIs, you're agile doing business and you're able to gather feedback and move quicker from a large customer base pretty rapidly. Exactly. Exactly. Recently, we want to uh, one of my business partner was asking hey, we want to run some free item as a gift, but we don't know what we should offer to our users. Can you have this as a prompt to our users? What did they like? And then we can gather the feedback so then we can run it in that location. If we were not API driven, if we were not API first, we could have not done it. So we wouldn't know customer demand. So we are going to offer the customers six different items to get their feedback. And so then they can later get the free item. But if we didn't have this capability, we would we needed to just go with our own understanding without actually read the market demand, without actually knowing our market, without actually getting engaged uh, with our users. So being API first, 
being like building our foundation based on the API unlock many capabilities for us, for our business, for our business partners to help them drive a more successful business as well. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's definitely, we use the phrase API economy a lot in the, in the sector. Most of the times it doesn't mean anything. So I'm the first to admit, but the most sophisticated conversations I've had on the show with, were with like uh, Twilio folks and Stripe and others who the, the, the common notion of what the API economy is, 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 is if you launch an API as a product like Twilio did with SMS, that you will play in this new API economy and, and there will be all those value generated. And that's true. That's true. But it's what that enabled because Twilio SMS via APIs enabled Uber, enabled uh, Grubhub and these other types. And it's probably enabling some of what, what you, you all build. And so it's that next part of generation of, of n entirely new types of business, entirely new ways of doing things that work within re heavily regulated or dry counties as you, you all are experimenting with. It's that type of innovation that's going to define the, the future of business and what's happening. Exactly. I 100% agree with you because we got to the stage that I think a lot of partners understand the value of the APIs and how we can integrate with each other in a more agile version and we can help each other to drive more business. For example, maybe 10 years ago, you would have a completely separate way of integrating with a partner or onboarding a partner for your service or as like a Stripe as your payment provider. But that I'm sure uh, the onboarding Stripe wouldn't be the whole different concept 10 years ago, but any payment provider. But right now with the players like Stripe, Tulio or others, helping a lot of big corporations, a lot of big businesses, or even small businesses to grow, it became way faster if they are in the API business. So if you are a business that you're trying to stay um, um, old school and you're not going to invest on uh, moving the, to the new technology or invest on the APIs, so you would have a hard time to integrate with a lot of partners out there and you would have a hard time to use a lot of services because that's how it works. But for us, we were able to integrate not only with a partner for sales, for our payment processor, for our support, customer care, and all of it, all because we are API driven and because we are API first. As I mentioned, the strategy of having the separate product as API for us, it was odd for many of my colleagues when we were discussing it, look, we are not going to have API engineer embedded with the application. We are going to have a product that is API. We are going to have a roadmap that is for API. So it was a conversation I, I remember I had with the senior leadership. I want the API to be separate. I want API run its own speed and run its own roadmap, strategy, and the budget. Usually API is one of the support service for the application because product is 
client, product is end user, and API is not. But by introducing this concept, by following this concept, now after two, three years, the value of it, it's more than obvious for the company and the senior leadership and the support we got for it. And I think that was something with it, with the team. And of course, the support I have on my leadership, it brought a really big, opened a big door for the company, if I want to put it in a small and simple way. Do you feel validated and and successful now in in your vision? Yes. (laughs) I feel like it worked because I believed in it. I believe that shared services and API as a shared services is the future. It doesn't make sense to look into it one-to-one and build everything on a client base. So I'm not saying... uh, having uh, not sophisticated on the client side, but I would rather to have a lightweight client and application and invest on the back end and API side because the demand of the market, the demand of the user, it's way more faster. So if we want to move fast, if we want to stay dynamic, if we want to stay responsive to the customer demand, we have to be able to react fast and that cannot happen without having apis first and apis product wow i'm gonna end end this podcast on that note because that was i couldn't have said it better myself thank you shadi for coming and being with me here today this has been awesome (laughs) thank you thank you again for having me it was a great conversation (laughs) Thanks again to Shadi for stopping by. You can find more about 7-Eleven at 7-Eleven.com and you can find Shadi on LinkedIn. You can subscribe to the Breaking Changes podcast at postman.com slash events slash breaking dash changes. I'm your host, Ken Lane. And until next time, cheers.